0: David Brody from the, in the morning show, and welcome to another Walkers and Talkers podcast. This time, I'll be talking about *Fear the Walking Dead* C-Cut Service. The episode from Sunday, May fifteenth. I'm flying solo today. My normal co-host Jamie is out this week, so you'll get her back next week. But you got me all to yourself. And before the podcast is over, I'm going to talk to you about a recent, possibly major news story that broke over the past weekend about *The Walking Dead* and who may have survived Negan's bat. Okay. This episode is, for me, the one that says this show's for real. The trailer for next week looks really good. We've only got two episodes left next week and the week after, which will be the mid-season finale. And then I guess we get the show back in the summer at some point. So I'm thinking somebody may die. There's going to be a cliffhanger. Next two episodes should be insane. So let's start off with a recap. Again, spoiler warning, if you're not caught up, I'm going to talk about everything. So ready? Okay, here we go. So the episode starts off, and there's a a priest who is uh, leading his church in Mexico. He's talking about they have to stop the evil, and he's giving them all communion wafers, and it looked kind of weird. It sort of gave me the vibe, like a Jim Jones who drank the Kool-Aid. Uh, look that up if you don't know what I'm talking about. But basically, I thought he was poisoning everybody to escape the awful world they're in. What we learn is he's actually getting them prepared and pumped up to attack what I, we think initially— is the walkers, right? We think that they're going to get weapons and they're going to to kill the walkers wherever they are and they're going to protect their village. All of a sudden, Thomas Abigail shows up, he who owns the boat, Strand's, I, you know, we think boyfriend, rich guy who they're all going to meet, he shows up and he basically says, you know, don't do this. He tries to stop them. And they then say, they're after Celia, she's evil. Now, we don't know anything about who she is at that point, but... They're obviously not going after the walkers. They're going after Celia. So as he's trying to talk them out of it, one by one, there's like 30 of them, little kids, older people, men and women, their eyes start bleeding, and they start screaming in pain and dropping to the ground, and they're dying. Clearly, they were poisoned. They think that Celia did it. Thomas Abigail grabs, I think, if I remember correctly, the priest, and he holds him as he's dying, and that's basically all we see, right? Right. We'll get back to them in a minute. Now, back on the Abigail, right, after the credits, they're supposed to meet an official from Mexico who's going to let them in. Luis has arranged all of this. Luis is Strand's and Thomas's bodyguard, I guess, the cool guy in the black outfit who shoots the uh, sniper rifles really well. So he sees a boat approaching, not with the guy he's supposed to meet, but the guy he's supposed to meet and another guy. So he figures there might be problems. He tells all of the survivors that aren't Strand to go downstairs and hide. They all go in the bottom of the boat and they hide. And they hear gunshots. They come back up. The two Mexican officials are dead. And Luis is bleeding. He's about to die. Daniel comes over, puts a knife in the head of the two Mexican guys. And he walks over to Luis. And Luis is like, please not in the head, not in the head. He realizes he's dying. And they're going to let him bleed out, I guess, and then kill him eventually. And he gives a coin to them and says, you know, as he's dying, give this to my mother. Okay, so that's his dying wish. The coin, hard to make out. We later realize it's an owl on the coin. Now, I got a tweet at uh, David underscore Brody, hashtag walkers and talkers, from Kevin Rosario, at Cockadoodle Kev, and he wanted to know what the deal was with the coin, and later we see an owl on a tree. So I'll explain that in a few minutes. We'll talk about the tree a little bit later. But I do know what it means and what the significance is of all of that. So I'll wait till I explain why it's up there and why it's on the coin. And uh, that's probably going to lead to a deeper mystery. So they get off the boat. I don't know if they docked it or not. They really don't show what they did with the boat. I'm sure they'll get back on the boat at some point. So the survivors arrive in Mexico. They go into town and Strand sees Thomas's truck. They are going through the church looking for people, looking for... Uh, anyone that can that can maybe help them, and all of a sudden, all of those people that died from the church, they're all walkers, and they're all coming up the hill and out of places, and so they all start grabbing weapons. The survivors grab bats and and sharp objects that the uh, that these people were going to use to go after Celia. Now those weapons are laying in the street, so they start going to town, walking dead style, killing people. You know, killing the walkers. However, there were little kids involved. They're little kid zombies now, and they have to kill the kids. Or the, the kid zombies. They're not really kids anymore. Nicholas, Nick, he has a problem. It's uncomfortable for him to kill one of the little boy zombies. And then Daniel, uh, one of these zombies is about to, to come at him. He holds him by the neck to keep him from biting him. And he has a flashback of a little boy being choked. Now, we can't tell if it's a flashback of him choking a little boy or him as the little boy being choked. But he suddenly freezes, and Ophelia has to come over and kill the the little boy zombie. Now, on Talking Dead, right after Walking Dead, the actress that plays Ophelia, her name is Mercedes Mason, she said that we will find out what the flashback was all about next week for sure. So look for that. We'll figure out why Daniel froze. Daniel, throughout the whole episode, is having some mental problems. He's hearing voices. He's he's depressed in his room. He He's not dealing with all this really well. But the really interesting moment of this fight by the church is that Madison is being pinned down by a walker? Behind the walker is Luis, Travis's son, and he, you know, he's already crazy, right? He shot Reed last week and lied about it, so he already knows from earlier in, in this week's episode. Uh, Travis basically told him is that nobody trusts him, and he shot Reed, and he's like, no, Madison trusted me, and Travis gave him the impression that. Madison really didn't trust him and went and ratted him out basically to everybody. And nobody believes he shot Reed last week, Jesse McCartney, for the right reason. So Madison is struggling to stay alive. Chris is watching her almost get killed. And then all of a sudden, Alicia, his stepsister, or soon-to-be stepsister, Madison's daughter, is like, Travis, what are you doing? You're just standing there. And then she runs over and she kills the walker right in the head. And she clearly sees that Travis was going to let her mom die. She confronts him later in the episode, and he denies it. He says he just froze. And then he threatens her and says, if you tell anybody, you know, don't tell anybody. And he grabs her and, and like, sort of, like, gets freaky weird around her. Like, you better not tell anybody. And, of course, she's like, or what? Like, what are you going to do? And then he kind of walks away. But he's definitely screwed up. And Madison and Travis fought about that because Alicia did not keep her mouth shut. She went right to Madison, her mom. Madison went to Travis. Travis. Travis is like, oh, yeah, well, I helped you with Nick when he was a drug addict, so if Travis has issues, we'll deal with it. And Madison's like, no, you don't understand. He's dangerous. Oh, he's not dangerous. He wouldn't let you die. I'll I'll figure it out. Madison's like, you know what? Then you sleep with him. I'm going to go sleep in Alicia's room. I'm out of here. That kid's crazy. And so they drive to this big compound, and it's exactly like Strand described. Huge walls, and, and it looks like it's safe. They go in, and the staff there greets them. They obviously recognize Strand. And they make them give up their weapons. Daniel's like, I'm not giving you my weapon. But he gives them the weapon anyway because he wants to come in. Because his daughter Ophelia says, give him the weapon, let's go. So they all go in and Strand asks where Thomas is. And they say he's, he's in his room. He's, he's quiet. He goes in and we see that he's sick. Why is he sick? Well, we see a bandage with blood bite marks under the bandage. He's clearly been bitten. So we know that he's going to die soon. Strand cries when he sees him. Well, we know that Thomas Abigail is gay. We don't know if Strand is gay or pretending. We don't know if he's a great actor. We really, It's hard to tell. They sort of let you think it could go either way. But he makes Thomas feel like he loves him, at least on camera. It looks like he's compassionate. He's very concerned about him being sick and dying. Strand alludes to the fact that he would kill himself also so they could be together and they wouldn't have to live alone without each other. Now, Celia, who is sort of like the caretaker of this giant plantation... That, uh, that Thomas owns, she's up to no good. She's very religious in her own way, and she's trying to tell Nick the walkers are really who we are, and they're not dead, and they have to be respected. And then Madison walks in, and she sees Nick, and she's like, listen, Nick, well, we got to go. Then she sort of rubs Celia the wrong way and tells her, like, don't fill his mind with stuff. He's very impressionable. Sure, because he's, you know, fresh off drugs, He's finally starting to figure his life out. Now she's totally confusing him where he starts to feel guilty throughout the rest of the episode about killing the zombies because he thinks maybe they're not dead. He's not sure now. Celia then goes to Strand and knowing that he promised to kill himself to be with Thomas, she offers him two poisoned communion wafers. And that's when we all realize she poisoned the whole church. I mean, we knew that, but she poisoned the whole church. She believes you die, this zombie thing is the next natural progression. So Strand is now faced with the option of eating the communion wafer and feeding one to Thomas and dying together or not dying and living. Well, his choice was pretty easy because shortly after that, when Celia leaves after she says how proud she is of Strand, what a great man he is, she never liked him, she didn't think he was right for Thomas, now he, she fully respects him. At some point, He realizes he doesn't want to die. He puts a pillow over Thomas's face, shoots him in the head. That's done with. So Strand, he's alive. Celia finds out. She's pissed. In the highlights for next week, she wants nothing to do with him. She's really upset. And the highlights we'll talk about in a minute, but it looks like next week's going to be crazy. But nobody is crazier than Celia. So not only did she kill the whole church, Thomas knew about it apparently because he was there to protect her. She's totally freaked Daniel out because she's got him convinced that damaging their brain so they can't come back is wrong. So Daniel is out walking at night and he sees a kid take a dog and throw him down a chute. And the dog cries and then there's like this noise and, and he's like, what the hell was that? And then he goes down in a basement somewhere and he sees a little boy talking to his mother. You don't see the mother. You see the little boy talking about his day and, uh, you know, updating her on his life. And then he's like, who are you talking to? To the little boy. The boy's like, oh, my mom. Here, you can go see her. And what he sees, it looks like Herschel's barn from season two of The Walking Dead. It's, I don't know, 40, 50 walkers behind a fence. And Celia is keeping them there because she respects all life and feels like, you know, they're God's people and we shouldn't kill them. Like Herschel thought this was his family. He didn't want to kill them. And they're feeding them like the dogs and whatever else they have. To keep them alive, or not alive, keep them sustained because they're already dead. Or she doesn't think that. So she's crazy. We have a ton of walkers. You know they're getting out. You know either they're going to get out in a controlled way like when they opened up the barn at Herschel's Farm and and let them out and they killed them all. And Carol's uh, daughter came walking out. So we don't know who's in there. But all hell's going to break loose in the next week or two because they're definitely getting out. Now, we talked about the coin and the owl. At some point, Ophelia and Nick and Daniel all end up at this little um, shrine on the plantation there on the farm. It's uh, like his candles lit, and above that is a tree with an owl, and it's sort of like the owl on the coin that Luis had that wanted them to give to his mother, uh, who we assume is Celia. Now, here's what the owl means. The owl logo means Santa Morte, the saint of death. It's a symbol of death. So either that coin is it's some kind of cult they have they believe in the owl cult or it's just it just signifies death and he knew he was dying he wanted the coin to go to his mother. Now, we don't know if it's actually his mother because in the trailer for next week Celia's yelling at Strand and she says, you know, Thomas was my son and Strand says, he wasn't your son and she got really upset about that. So she may think that everyone's her her children that, that continuing the 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 whole uh, she's crazy thing. We don't know if Luis was her son or not, or he just looked up to her as, like, the mother figure. Uh, but that coin was death, and that's probably why Daniel, when he got the coin, threw it overboard. He wanted no part of the death coin. So Daniel has it Alpha Celia. Madison has it Alpha Celia. Nick, he, he's twisted. He may think she's, she's right. He may not want to kill walkers at this point. So we don't know what's going on uh, completely with Celia, other than she's crazy. She's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Okay, so now to wrap it up, looking at the trailer for next week, Daniel gets beaten up by a bunch of guys on the farm when he's trying to d- dig a gra- strands digging a grave and they want to bury Thomas. Celia's freaking out. Uh, at some point Daniel's tied up like he's being held hostage. So he's ha- he's having a really bad week and uh, it looks like there's going to be a fight between the survivors, the people that are you know from the ship and the people who run the plantation because it looks like Celia's not going to let them stay. She's in charge. She's like the governor. From The Walking Dead. Once Thomas is gone, you know, maybe they could have stayed if Thomas was alive, but she has no respect for Strand now for not killing himself. She's gonna want everybody out. And they don't have any weapons. So outside of picking up shovels or trying to find their weapons, they're in big trouble. So next week looks like mayhem. Sometimes in the history of The Walking Dead, in the episode before a midseason finale, somebody dies, but usually somebody dies in the in the midseason finale or there's a cliffhanger. So the next two episodes should be great. If you haven't seen The trailers, there's a sneak peek trailer and then there's an extended trailer. There's two of them. Make sure you watch both of them. They'll explain some of the things I'm talking about. And so I'm thinking next week, uh, it's mayhem but they're still there one more week. I think the next two weeks they're at the farm and somebody's buying the farm is what I think. Someone's going to die. I don't know who it is. I hope it's not Daniel because I thought Luis was going to be the badass of the show for a while. Kind of like Abraham doesn't take any crap but he's already dead. So Daniel's really the only kick-ass guy who sort of knows everything, he outsmarts people. And then oh, oh, Nick tells Madison in the trailer, I like walking among them, and then you see him walking with the zombies again. So he's completely gone. He may be more insane right now than he was when he was on the drugs. Now, I mentioned The Walking Dead at the beginning of the podcast. Here's what happened. Norman Reedus and Steven Yeun, Daryl and Glenn, were on their way to the set of The Walking Dead for season 7. There was a car accident. They were there. The rumor is that they tried to help. Whatever the story doesn't really matter. The point is, both of them were on their way to the set of The Walking Dead for Season 7. Were they there to film more Negan scenes, because apparently the Negan killing someone scene has already been filmed. So, are they both part of the show? Are they both alive? We don't know. Are they there as a decoy, and one of them's dead, but the other one is told, just keep showing up every day, so that nobody knows that you're dead? Who knows? But everybody's talking about it. Daryl, Glenn, still going to the set of The Walking Dead. Why? Does it mean they're both alive? Is Abraham dead? Is Eugene dead? We don't know, but it's one more thing to speculate about, so I figured I'd throw it out there. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at David underscore Brody. Use the hashtag walkers and talkers if you have any questions. Or if you have any questions after next week's episode and you want us to bring them up, just like Cockadoodle Kev did. And Jamie will be back next episode of this podcast. So thank you. Have a great weekend, and enjoy the next to the last episode of this half of the season of Fear the Walking Dead.